Welcome back. I'm Lila. I'm Garsang. And we're coming to you from the workroom. We're really excited to talk about um, goal setting in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2020. Hashtag New Year, New Me. 2020. Oh, 20, <laughs> 2022. Don't you dare make me live, relive 2020 again. It feels, a lot of people are like, it's 2020 part two, mm. which with the rise of cases, it, going into spring, it, it kind of feels like that. But yeah. I'm okay with that as long as we know how many parts there are going to be. Like, is this part two of two? That's fine. Part two of five would be tough. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But anyway, it's the new year. Um, and with the new year comes uh, New Year's resolutions, which mm-hmm. everyone is making yes. these days. Yes. And it's funny because in the past week, I've seen all these memes about, all right, time to make your resolutions and Mm -hmm. not follow through with them. Mm -hmm. There was one where Pete Davidson was on video and he was like, well, I never follow through with my resolutions. So my New Year's resolution this year is to not have a resolution. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) And Doable. (laughs) Exactly. It's doable. He probably accomplished it. But I feel like that's the pitfall uh mm-hmm. of making resolutions and that was just like a running joke mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it is a real thing that beginnings of things are a time to reset like i think it's even it's it's even called like the reset effect or something yeah, like that the fresh start effect. R- fresh start effect there we go where like beginning of the semester beginning of the new year people do tend to t- pause and take stock and it can it can be meaningful even though it turns into kind of like an internet trope as well. Yeah. yeah. Even even if it's meme worthy, now is the time when people have like motivation to change. So let's talk about how do we make like a good uh, goal? How do we do goal setting right and um, have people actually follow through? Yeah, yeah. This is something that we think about in our work all the time because people often come to therapy with some kind of problem in their life. Like, I want my relationships to be better or I want to feel happier at work. And part of our job is to help translate that problem into, okay, like, what is your goal going to be? So I've been thinking about this kind of how to understand goals and translate them professionally. And so it's a really good moment to think about it, like, Mm resolution-wise. Yeah. And behavior change is so hard, so... Yeah, it's it is a process. Yeah, so some I did a little um, search on this, and apparently, in one study, they're saying like I think it was forty five percent of people make a resolution. So that's a lot of percent of people it's who are making a resolution. I, not as high as I thought, though. What did you think it would be? I don't know, like eighty percent or something. Really? You know, it's yeah. the new year. I feel like it's what you do. Yeah, yeah. So it was somewhere around half of people make a resolution. And then about half of people at the end of the year feel like they accomplished the resolution. That's not bad either. I thought it'd be be lower. Yeah. Yeah. But um, nice. Nice with the statistics. Well, yeah, I was was actually looking. I was like, are there studies specifically about New Year's resolutions? And there are. There's a couple of them, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Do you want to start us off with how you think about goal setting? Like, lay it out for people. So I, th- I think of it as a, a direction and kind of a, a roadmap. So, so one time I did Outward Bound, 
And what is that? you know what that is? No. It's like they take a bunch of teenagers into the woods and get them kind of lost. Oh my gosh. And you're, you have a map and a compass and you kind of try and find your way. Huh. For why? Like to build character. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved I loved camping in the outdoors. So this okay. was like, a, this, I chose willingly to do Good. this. Okay. But there's a, there's a day in particular where you go bushwhacking, which is where there's no trail. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of truly whacking your way through the woods yeah but you have a map and a compass and you generally know like where your home base is for that night mm-hmm. so that's whatever i think of goal setting i have this visual in my mind of being 14 and having a map and a compass and knowing that generally i wanted to sleep somewhere north that night but there was no trail like there I was see. no way of knowing um and that's kind of the, the goal is like the um the shelter at the end like that was what I was heading towards and it didn't matter how turned around or confused you got because you had a map and a compass and like you knew that you were trying to sleep in a particular place that night yeah um so goal setting is kind of no matter how lost you get you're like I'm pointing my compass that way Mm -hmm. and like I'll keep pointing my compass that way yeah that's really helpful to think about like why we bother with goal setting because I've heard some people say well, I never follow through with my goals anyway, so why bother setting them in the first place? But it's important to have some sense of direction, otherwise you're just wandering aimlessly. And if you don't have a sense of direction, then you don't know what to do or how Mm -hmm. to... um, You need a starting point, even if things change along the way. Yeah. It's interesting. That's so true. People often say, yeah, I don't follow through, so why set a goal? And I think part of goal setting is knowing that you're not going to be able to follow through all the way. Hmm. Like you're, so this, uh, the study was saying that when they check with people a week later, like 80% have kept their resolutions. People mm-hmm. are really good the first week. Mm-hmm. And then as they space out, it falls off. Yeah. But that means people were on it and they were headed towards it for a period of time. So even if the two month mark, they fell off, as long as they're willing to get back on, you're still going. Right. Like you can, the goal can always, you can always come back to it. Yeah. Um, so that is a very the defeatist mentality of goals is kind of funny because it's it's just a direction yeah and it's it's really the effort that counts and in our culture we have a very outcome-based mentality and unfortunately that that thwarts us when we are thinking about changing our behaviors because we're so focused on hitting that outcome and if we don't hit that outcome then all of our effort was for not when really in much of the typical goals that people set the effort really does matter like at least you got through some some headway yeah and I I was actually recently listening to a podcast called uh, people I mostly admire Mm -hmm. it's a an interview show and one of the investors for Google uh, gave them an early business model to, to use. One of the key components was the importance of goal setting, but setting goals that were really important to the person as an individual mm. and speaking to their internal motivations rather than kind of like dr- driving for profit. Hmm. And then the second part is they didn't tie financial rewards or, or motives based on achieving the goal. Hmm. It was just like... Hmm. I think for for Google, if I'm remembering right, 70% of the way is like good. That's like a solid, great job. You did really well. Yeah. It's not a hundred. So, hmm. you know, even even the most some of the most successful people recognize that it's important to have a direction and like process is so important. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I would I would think that professionally they would care a lot about the outcomes, and it wouldn't matter whether it was personal to them or not. But that's actually not true. It even matters there. Yeah, I think it, it's not so intuitive. You'd think, yeah, of course we want to reward based on outcome, but actually mm-hmm. that's not... Um, you kind of need to speak to someone's internal motivation. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of research out there that says... Uh, that shows if you tie an outcome to an extrinsic reward mm-hmm. like money or something tangible, mm-hmm. it actually kind of decreases someone's interest towards mm-hmm. the yeah. goal. So, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, the the whole this whole idea is is really powerful because mm-hmm. like having a goal. I think there's also like a mood boost and kind of this improvement in confidence that can come in just having a goal like even if you don't meet it all the way just pointing in the direction of something feels good yeah like know where you're pointing especially like where we are in this moment and how much unknown there is how much there's going on you could see how you could take that and be like oh who cares about a silly goal but at the same time there's even more need to feel a sense of direction even if it's a direction that's very personal that you created for yourself like that feeling of i'm headed somewhere is so important Right. That sense of control, especially in this day and age when a lot of stuff is not in our control and feels really bad. I think, yeah, yeah, it's it's doubly helpful to have something to be able to focus on. Yeah, I think and like making it specific is really important. And it's kind of counterintuitive, too, sometimes, because I think some people when people make a goal like I want to, I don't know, have better relationships they actually might be achieving that goal, but because it's not specific, it's hard for them to know if they're achieving it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so it's almost like a way to only, like to kind of tailor down your expectations so that like, e- if you meet it, you can actually be, receive that kind of jolt of like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Right? You know. You're already starting to talk about like, the tenets of good goal setting. So a common um, and well-known framework is SMART goals. It's an acronym. So S is for specific. Mm -hmm. As you were saying, you need to make something very specific. Instead of saying, I want to exercise more, like define more. What is more for you? Maybe it's, I want to exercise three times a week going forward or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, M is measurable. So uh yeah putting a quantity on it so you know that you actually attained it Mm -hmm. a is attainable Mm -hmm. making something that's realistic still pushes you um but is is realistic so you don't defeat yourself by making it too lofty or ambitious um r is relevant as you were saying something that feels important to uh you as a person Mm -hmm. and then t is timely so actually putting a um, timestamp mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. and something that's relevant, ambitious, but still attainable. <laughs> so it kind of ties everything yeah. in. Um, I think about with the evidence around helping people quit smoking, mm-hmm. it's actually more effective to set something ambitious, like you're going to quit smoking in two weeks, mm-hmm. um, rather than setting something that's further out and maybe more gradual because it makes that more relevant. Hmm. to the person and pushes them Hmm. yeah so we were thinking that in order to make this more concrete kind of be able to see it we would do a kind of role play where you try and go from something vague to like a smart goal 
Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this smart goal coach, <laughs> and you're gonna be the person who's trying to set a goal. Yeah. So this is fictional, made up. This isn't a real thing that's going on. So we're just gonna be we're gonna put on our acting hats. <laughs> um. So all right, it's the new year. Tell me what you want to change. You know, Dr. Flavin, I just really want to exercise more. Okay. Well, that's exciting that you want to exercise more. What makes you want to do that? I've just, you know, in the pandemic, I've just been sitting on the couch all day mm-hmm. and I've been, you know, gaining a little bit of weight. I mm-hmm. feel my body ache. I think it's just time I need to, to get off the couch and do something. Yeah. So you want to, you want to like feel better. You're mm-hmm. tired of not feeling good. Yeah. Okay. So is there any other motivation that you have to want to exercise besides feeling better, which is a big one? I don't know. I could probably lose like five or ten pounds or something. Mm-hmm. I've been sitting a lot, eating a lot in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What would be meaningful about losing five pounds? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I might feel a little bit better about myself, like mm-hmm. looking in the mirror or like fitting into some clothes that, that I haven't worn in a while. Mm-hmm. So like a self-confidence boost that you're yeah, kind of looking for. I think so. Okay, so you're doing this because you want to feel better and you want to kind of get that boost in self-confidence that you've been missing in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a good reason to do it. So what what is this going to look like, exercising more? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done anything in a while. Mm-hmm. But pre-pandemic, I used to like going to spin classes. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could do that. Mm-hmm. What's helpful about classes as opposed to some other form of exercise? I am really terrible about pushing myself in the middle of exercising. Mm-hmm. So I think I need someone to be kind of like screaming at me and telling me to push harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. External motivator. Someone to get you going. Yeah. yeah. Someone to like keep me accountable. Okay. So you, you, need, you know you need that piece of kind of motivation from the outside. Yeah. I can't just like go for a run and like I quit halfway through because it's painful okay that's good to know about yourself so all right let's say we're sitting here six months later in this chair and you're like you know what I made this change like what would that look like what would your life be like if you were exercising more I would be taking like two or three classes a week Mm -hmm. and yeah I think I think that's that's probably like a, a starting point mm-hmm. for me. So if in six months you were taking two or three classes every week, you would feel like you had achieved that goal. Yeah, I think yeah. so. That's a good start. Going from like, I'm not doing anything Zero right now. to two to three. Yeah. Does it have to be a particular length of class? Usually they're like 30 to f- or 45 minutes. Uh, I don't think it matters. I think just okay. going to something. Yeah, so more than 30 minutes, two to three times a week. Yeah. Okay. And is this something that you could start right away, or do you have to kind of ease your way back into this? No, I have a gym membership. I think they're still doing classes, so I think I could just look at the schedule and, Mm -hmm. like, show up. Okay. And do you want to, like, when do you want to start this? I mean, I guess now. I don't know. Like, you're going to leave here and go immediately? Okay, no. Like, I'll have to look at the class schedule and see Mm -hmm. when it can fit in. So maybe I'll take tonight to look at my schedule and put some classes on my schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. What do you think might get in the way of this plan? Oh, you know, 
things might get busy and I might not feel like I have time to go to class. You know, I think I still have to sign up for class. So there's still mm-hmm. like, I still have to do something. And sometimes I might feel tired and talk myself out of like going to a class. Yeah, that makes sense. So knowing that that's definitely going to happen, right? You're going to get too busy. This is going to feel hard. What's something that could help you kind of get back on the path if you lose your way? I think probably writing it down somewhere mm-hmm. where I see it regularly and mm-hmm. it can be like a good reminder to say like am I doing that mm-hmm. yes no and then probably doing it with a friend I have mm. some friends in mind I could bring along with me and uh hopefully they'll be down to take classes with me so looping them in and keeping each other accountable mm. would probably mm-hmm. be helpful okay I'm excited for you for this journey sounds great thank you so much Dr. Flavor. <laughs> end scene All right, Lila, break it down. What were you thinking as a coach in terms of really refining the goal? So I think trying to make sense of the why is a big one. Um, When I think about kind of resolutions of mine that have quote unquote failed or that I haven't followed through with, I think it's because it didn't really matter that much to me Mm -hmm. whether I did it or not. Yeah. And so trying to tease out like, is this just you're caught up in the New Year's momentum and you want to do what everyone else is doing? Or like, what's your personal reason? Like that's that's kind of meaningful Mm -hmm. um and then to make it concrete so that I can help you because like I want to know what I'm looking for so if I see you in two months and you're you know going to five classes I would be like oh wow you've overshot the goal right so now I really know what we're looking at so it kind of helps me to help you you yeah so concrete you mean like really tangible and specific and quantifiable as we yeah like something that I can kind of see and compare to like a Mm -hmm. benchmark yep yeah how did it feel for you to kind of sit in that seat it was helpful to get those prompts to Mm -hmm. really like help me with self-reflecting like why is it important to me and then like what do I actually want to do what is it what does it actually look like and I think having that structure whether it's you know someone else asking you or you asking yourself some of these questions mm-hmm. especially the why but also the the what the tangible details yeah. so you know like exactly what meeting your goal looks like yeah is important yeah yeah we have this model of kind of this idea of stages of change and so people can spend a long time in kind of pre-contemplation like they're not even really thinking about doing the thing yet there's kind of contemplation where you're just sort of like maybe i'll do it maybe i won't And then there's the planning stage, like, I want to do this. How am I going to do this? I think you were in that planning stage. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that stage, this is when the kind of asking yourself these questions is really helpful. Yeah. If you're still not, if you're still thinking, do I really want to do this? It's not really a time to plan yet. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be contemplation of like, that's when you like weigh the pros and cons and ask mm -hmm. yourself, is this important enough for me? Yeah. Right. So just because this is New Year's, maybe this is the time when you're, you're just starting to contemplate like what do I even want to change I don't really know what's what's causing me to be not super happy right now I need to just think about that that might take all of January and then February becomes the planning like this is an arbitrary start yeah but in this example you were kind of you were ready and you just needed help kind of developing that plan right yeah and then hopefully next week I would be in the action phase of Mm -hmm actually carrying out my my intended goal Mm -hmm. and there might be pitfalls and I might need help with like uh, troubleshooting or addressing identifying and addressing barriers yeah 
Right. Then you need another session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then once it's like smooth sailing, then you're in like maintenance phase where mm. you're regularly accomplishing your goal, you're in it, and you feel comfortable and confident in doing it. So, um, yeah, you're kind of maintaining the goal. Yeah. That's like a good place to be. But what's important to remember with the uh, stage of changes stages of change is that it's very fluid you can slide back and forth you can jump mm-hmm. stages yeah um and there's no no judgment associated with with any of that it's all about all right what can we do to help you with your goal and yeah I, I think this framework helps us identify like what's really important for where you are mm-hmm. as you were saying like the planning stage is when you might think about the what the like specific details Mm -hmm. but those are you know too many steps ahead if you're still in contemplative even Mm pre-contemplative yeah you were talking to me about um, strengths-based approach as well though and I I wasn't super familiar with that do you want to share that kind of framework yeah I thought about talking about that because you know I find the new year to be kind of stressful like all of this talk about change, it really just kicks up this kind of like, oh, what's what's not going well? What am, what am I not good enough at? What did I not do this year? Um, and I, I don't, I didn't make a resolution this year and I don't want to um, because it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good, this kind of deficit mode of like, mm. what's missing, what's missing, what's missing? Because it mm-hmm. feels like it's coming from the outside rather than me really feeling like something is missing that I yeah. want to change. Um, and so the strength-based idea is that, like, as humans, we're really good, and as psychiatrists and doctors, we're really good at focusing on problems. Like, we love a problem. Like, as a doctor, I love it because I can be helpful. And um, and we're not as good or as wired to focus on our strengths. And so thinking about actively trying to think about what what's a strength of mine, what's going well, what's like a relationship I'm really proud of, that takes a lot more effort than the opposite, which we're kind of naturally is at top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so strength-based kind of thinking, it feels like this good antidote to this moment of kind of, oh my God, what's going wrong? What do I want to change? It's also like, yeah, but like, what's going great too, mm-hmm. you know? I find it's also really meaningful with patients to kind of stop and be like, I don't know if you realize this, but like, you're really good at maintaining relationships. Like, can you see that? Or like, I don't know if you can see this, but you're really working hard at work. Like, do you notice that? And kind of pausing and kind of sitting with that. It's so counterintuitive to Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. I know it feels for me very nice when I have an opportunity to praise um, a patient or someone I'm working with like that. Because Mm -hmm. yeah, we don't do it enough. In medicine, we have like a problem-based approach typically yeah but it doesn't always have to be like that yeah and I think setting a strengths-based goal like what do you want to do more of mm-hmm. feels so different yeah not to put you on the spot but do you feel like there's like a strength that has kind of jumped out for you this year or in this moment that you're excited about well I think keeping up this commitment mm-hmm. has been really fun really enjoyable I want to do more of it or maintain yeah. I feel like yeah. we're, we're in the action phase ourselves yes. of yes. like this project and so moving you know continuing this 
has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've, I've actually been able to get regular physical activity, and mm. um, I finally kind of understand, like, what it's like to hit, like, a an exercise high mm. and like even though even when it's really painful like the aftermath of it yeah I'm trying to like continue that streak how long did it take you after starting exercise to feel like you figured out what that felt like like that positive thing people are talking about oh god I've been going I I'm doing air quotes going to the gym <laughs> mm-hmm. at like 17 um and I've always hated exercise mm-hmm. or not not hated but it's uh it felt effortful mm-hmm. the only exception was in college when I was involved in dance like mm-hmm. that was really fun mm-hmm. but otherwise like willing myself to go to the gym it's always like kind of a constant battle mm-hmm. of oh you should do it you know for whatever reason but when I don't feel up to it then I kind of judge myself and mm-hmm. and I think I've only hit this like this feeling of actually enjoying it like in the past few months hmm. so since 17 <laughs> yeah oh my gosh. so like a decade We're in for a which journey i don't know I, and i think it's it's just a matter of reframe and i think yeah. finding something relevant and important to me like i recently discovered like a cool um spin class at my gym mm-hmm. that has been extra motivating because i actually enjoy the experience even when it's painful mm-hmm. so it's not that everyone needs 10 years yeah. to yeah, no. uh, figure it out. It's just you need to find the right important goal. At yeah. least that's, that was my experience. Yeah. So both showing up consistently for this podcast and like doing this new thing and then finally finding joy in this thing you've been doing for a long time. Yeah. So like, thanks. And the common yeah. thread is like there is a um, joy to be had. Like I actually enjoy mm-hmm. doing these things and that's why I feel capable of maintaining it yeah right the the payoff can't be like only down the line like i'm only doing mm-hmm. this because someday i'll be fit right it, it's like there's something now that's satisfying yeah yeah and i think previously like you know in the gay community there's so much importance placed on body image so i think mm-hmm. previously that was kind of my reason which like was a very external motivator it was and it was yeah. a very weak motivation mm-hmm. well not yeah, it was a weak motivation mm-hmm. compared to like what I feel now. Mm-hmm. Which is like, this is going to actually feel good by yeah. the end of the thing. I do it because it feels good. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. How that about makes you? a lot of sense. In terms of like a strength or... Yeah, you're, you haven't set a goal for this new year, but mm-hmm. what, um, what's been useful for you in terms of setting goals for your, for your own personal life? I mean, the first one that always comes to mind is writing. Like I... I just try and do it every day and like I do it for 20 minutes usually um but it's something that like makes me so happy and it's it's like really intimidating like I think I started doing it four years ago now um and it was so intimidating like okay I chose to be a doctor I'm gonna be a scientist ish (laughs) um but like creativity is missing like what does that what does that look like that is so intangible but to me it was just like okay I'm just gonna like write every day of the week for 20 minutes and it's like the most meaningful thing that I do um just because I do it a lot and I really like doing it uh so it yeah it is the act of making something really scary and big 
feel really doable because mm-hmm. it's all I'm doing is like sitting down and listening to my own voice and writing something that inspires me, makes me excited, and like that's it. Right. But just for twenty minutes. Like we can yeah. do we can manage we can tolerate a lot just for twenty minutes. Yeah. And it actually took me a long time to figure out that twenty minutes is a sweet spot because I used to use a much bigger time frame and then would avoid it a lot more. Mm. But twenty minutes somehow in my head I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. No big deal. You hit that yeah. attainable piece. Yeah, but it's cool because it goal setting and like showing up like this, it's a way to tra- translate like I want to be this kind of person, I want to do this kind of thing into just like a behavior, like this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool process. Yeah, you have your direction and your mm-hmm. image, like your North Star. Yeah. And these are like the steps, like this yes. is what it means to. This is like the one foot in front of the other right. kind of process. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Uh, good luck in your goal settings for this year if you decided to set a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. And if not, maybe think about a strengths-based one. What do you want to do mm-hmm. more of in this next year? Really yeah. celebrate yourself. I love that. Alrighty. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. As a reminder, our views are our own. Content is for informational use only and should not be used as medical advice or substitute for therapy or psychiatric treatment. See you next time and stay curious.